Are you ready to take your intermittent fasting lifestyle to the next level? There's nothing better than community to help with that. In the Delay Don't Deny community, we all embrace the clean fast, and there's just the right support for you as you live your intermittent fasting lifestyle. You can connect directly with me in the Ask Jen group, and I'll answer all of your questions personally. If you're new to intermittent fasting or recommitting to the intermittent fasting lifestyle, join the 28-Day Fast Start group. After your fast start, join us for support in the first-year group. Need tips for long-term maintenance? We have a place for that. There are many more useful spaces beyond these, and you can interact in as many as you like. Visit jenstevens.com community to join us. An annual membership costs just over a dollar a week when you do the math. If you aren't ready to fully commit for a year, join for a month, and you can cancel at any time. If you know you'll want to stay forever, we also have a lifetime membership option available. IF is free. You don't need to join our community to fast. But if you're looking for support from a community of like-minded intermittent fasters, we're here for you at jenstevens.com community. That's jenstevens.com community. Achieving my long-term goals is more about creating healthy habits and less about quick fixes. And that's why I love both intermittent fasting and daily harvest. Tim Spector, a gut health expert and founder of Zoe, and Dr. B, gastroenterologist and author of Fiber Fueled, recommend that you aim for at least 30 unique plant foods per week. Daily Harvest helps make it easy. One of my favorite options is the sweet potato and wild rice hash harvest bowl. With Daily Harvest, I'm getting tons of plant-based options built on organic fruits and vegetables that are easy to prep and free of weird ingredients such as fillers, seed oils, and added sugars. Create healthy habits that last with Daily Harvest. For a limited time only, go to dailyharvest.com ifstories to get $30 off your first box plus free shipping. That's dailyharvest.com ifstories for $30 off your first box and free shipping. Daily harvest.com slash is stories. Welcome to Intermittent Fasting Stories. I'm your host, Jen Stevens, author of the New York Times bestseller, Fast Feast Repeat, as well as the book that started it all, Delay Don't Deny. I lost over 80 pounds thanks to intermittent fasting after learning how to delay my eating rather than denying myself the delicious foods I want to eat. Now, Who's ready to hear an inspirational intermittent fasting story? That's why we're here. So let's get excited to talk to today's guest. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 216 of Intermittent Fasting Stories. Today, I'm here with Lois Heron. Lois lives in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, where she is a writer and an educator. So I already know we have a lot in common because I consider myself to be an educator who is also a writer. Welcome, Lois. Thank you. It's an honor to visit with you today, Jen. Well, I'm so glad to get to chat with you this morning, and I'm going to jump right in. You know, I like to start by asking what brought you to intermittent fasting, and when was that? Right, and I'm ready for that, but I have to go back a little bit. All right. Fasting has been a part of my Catholic faith, and I have fasted in all kinds of ways since I was about 16, so I was already familiar with the clarity and the sense of renewal or recreation that you can get when you fast. But the problem was I could fast and be disciplined for the spiritual purposes, but when it came to my my controlling weight, it was an area that was hard for me. I waged war with that for a long time. So that's what brought me to fasting. And it was intermittent, but not clean, of course. And it was for a different purpose. But I believe that's what opened my mind and enabled me to just accept hook, line, and sinker what I learned from you. 
You know, we hear that also from members of of the Jewish faith and, of course, the Islamic faith. There's such a tradition of fasting for spiritual purposes that you've already got that experience with it. So it doesn't seem like something foreign to you when you hear about it for also, you know, a healthy way to live. Right. And knowing the benefits helps because then you can, oh, yes, I could see how it could help my body. That was what my life was like. But... It wasn't until 2019 that I learned about fasting. And what happened was I had had surgery, a major surgery, in 2018. And I started to gain weight after it due to my congenital condition. I've had major surgeries. And along the way, I've lost my physical abilities. And so when I was getting into that high end of that 30 pounds of weight that I have waged war against all my life, I was just so frustrated because I didn't see how I was going to exercise my way out of this because I couldn't do it. And so one day I was actually praying about it in frustration, and I just thought, I have done everything I know to do. Lord, help me. Those were my words. And when I got up off the couch that day, within the day, I stumbled upon an interview that someone had with you on YouTube. And I know, you know, the computer's always listening kind of a thing. And I think because I verbalized my prayer, maybe uh, it was fed there, but I choose to believe it was divine intervention. Well, you know, anyone who's listening with a religious background or even a spiritual background would believe that you ask for things and your prayers are answered or someone who, even if they're like, you ask the universe or, you know, whatever someone's spiritual beliefs are. I tend to, would tend to think it was something like that versus the, the computer always listening. Although if the computer is listening and directing people to my work, I would be okay with that. Yes, that's right. <laughs> There are a lot of people that need to find their way to you. I would love to think that the divine spirit is leading people to my work. But if it's just the computer, that's okay. Yes, yes. (laughs) So that day, I started getting my hands on everything. And that's my nature. If I'm going to do anything, I'm going to learn about it all. So I ordered your book. I listened to Dr. Jason Fung, ordered his book, I researched, and I jumped in with both feet. The very next day, I mean, I didn't read those books that day, but you you know what I mean. Right. The very next day, I started with a 24 schedule. I didn't ease into it because I already knew. You ripped off the Band-Aid. Yeah, and I already knew I could fast. The clean fasting was the new thing, but I knew I could do it. And I jumped in. And that never wavered for my active weight loss period during that time. I'd cook, and so I would plan that big meal that would last for four hours, so to speak. And that's where I got going. And I stayed with it. The weight steadily came off. I didn't struggle like I feel bad for so many that talk to you that they really struggle adjusting. And I think probably for me, it was my background with the spiritual fasting and then that we don't eat processed food. I cook from scratch. I'm all the food groups. So that started the process and I just stayed with that and the weight came off and I was enjoying all the benefits that come with it, especially the energy and the clarity, uh, because it improved my writing. And I found that when I was fasting, that was the best time to write. And you've mentioned that, how you do your interviews. Yes. 100%. Yeah, I wrote fast, feast, repeat in the fasted state. I wrote cleanish in the fasted state. Like every day I would write. And then I did find that using my brain that much when I would have a big day of writing, I would be starving. And I think I even lost a little weight. Like the brain uses a lot of energy when you're really, really focused and working hard. But I would finish writing and I would be so hungry. (laughs) It's mental work and it works your body. So I first noticed 
the benefits through the clarity. And then as time went on, I started to notice the other benefits that weren't on the scale. Tell us about those. Okay. (laughs) I have a whole list. I'll just tell you three of them, actually, um, if you are okay with that. The first was the incredible feeling and the freeing that came with knowing that I could maintain the weight loss. Yeah. And that had not, as you know, that had not been my experience all my life. I would go with all gusto, with all whatever eating plan was the new idea. And of course, I lost the weight easily, but it was like walking a tightrope once I hit that goal weight to see how long I could hold on to the weight loss. And intermittent fasting is entirely different. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I think that's the biggest liberating feeling I have with the actual weight loss and being able to keep it off. And if the weight does creep, I have the tools to know, okay, adjust here, adjust there. That was the very first one. And I was so tired of that roller coaster. Exactly. And that is the beauty for me as well. You know, I am, as of the day we're recording this, it's it's March. Mm-hmm. And I am just a few days away from my seven-year anniversary of the day that I declared I was in maintenance. Good for you. So seven years of maintaining. Now, you know, I haven't weighed myself since... I just have to do the math here. Since 2017, I haven't gotten on a scale. I don't know what the number is. And I would bet I've had gentle ups and downs over that time. Like I just said, when I was writing Cleanish, I I could tell I was losing weight because I was using so much mental energy. I I really felt like I was losing weight. I know I've had periods where my honesty pants have gotten a little tighter, but I haven't seen the number. But I just pay attention to how I feel in my body and in my clothes, and I tighten things back up. And so I don't panic. Part of it for me is not having the scale, because I do think the scale might would make me go back down that road of panic. But that's just me. That's my story. Other people are like, it's just data. No problem. But I know I have the tools. So now after seven years, after going through menopause, I am confident. You know, I might regain some weight and then need to tighten things up a little bit. Because that's what happens. And it's life. It absolutely is. You know, you stay within that range and you get your handle on it. And I have no thoughts that I'm going to suddenly like need to buy bigger clothes. Right. You know, those thoughts were there for the the beginning because of all the past failures. And I moved past that. And I loved that, that. I know this is my lifestyle. And it's so, so liberating. And it also has affected my life in ways that are not dietary in that there's been emotional healing that has taken place because I've grew up with a lot of negative voices from those who had authority over me in growing up about my weight. And so that affected what I believed about myself. It was communicated to me that if I look thin enough, and if I perform high enough, then I would receive the love and acceptance that I needed from my parents and my siblings. So, you know, that goes into your psyche and affects you. And along the way, you know, then because I was one of the biggest in the class, which now I would be one of the smallest, that's just how much our bodies have changed, I would feel like an outcast. I would feel so inferior, wanting to hide all the time. And I distinctly remember when I was 12, 13 years old, my mom took me to Weight Watchers and then signed me up for gym. And she did it with me. And bless her heart, she was trying to help the one child she had that was so-called overweight. But the message that that gave, again, reinforce that idea. Well, if I get thin enough, if I perform just right for mom and dad and my siblings, then, you know, I'll be accepted. Well, when I went to Weight Watchers with her as a 12-year-old, I just, it blows my mind now. I lost weight. I mean, it was time. But I also think it was 
I was moving in past that adolescent chubby phase as well. But I entered seventh grade at a, a middle school the next fall. And when I had left school, I was the bigger size. When I started seventh grade, I was normal. <laughs> and what struck me was all those popular girls that wouldn't have given me the time of the day had conversations with me. They asked me if I'd want to go out for cheerleading. They wanted to hang out with me. And I was smart enough to know, and again, it reinforced that thinking, aha, this is how I can get in with people, that I can be accepted. And that whole mentality dogged my life. Oh, in so many ways. And that process of thinking affected me until I started intermittent fasting. We all face stress in our daily lives. What if the answer to a better stress response is in one key nutrient? I'm talking about magnesium and specifically magnesium breakthrough by by optimizers. This one-of-a-kind product is designed to reverse low levels of magnesium, which could have a positive effect on our stress response. But don't take my word for it. Here's a quote from a 2020 issue of the scientific journal Nutrients. Results suggest that stress could increase magnesium loss, causing a deficiency. And, in turn, magnesium deficiency could enhance the body's susceptibility to stress, resulting in a magnesium and stress vicious circle. I only recommend Magnesium Breakthrough by Bioptimizers. It's the only organic full-spectrum magnesium supplement that includes seven unique forms of magnesium for stress resilience and better sleep. Simply go to bioptimizers.com slash ifstories promo code IFSTORIES10 to get your magnesium breakthrough and find out this month's gift with purchase. That's bioptimizers.com slash IFSTORIES, promo code IFSTORIES10. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know what a fan I am of Dr. Tim Spector and the work he's doing with Zoe. I was first introduced to his work in 2015, and I've been following his research ever since. What I love most about the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast is that they have weekly interviews with world-leading experts who explain how their latest research can benefit your health. Recently, I was thrilled to finally meet him face-to-face as we recorded an episode for the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast, and this episode aired on on April 11th. We had a chance to talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study, and I had the opportunity to explain the clean fast to Jonathan, which may explain why he didn't enjoy his prior experiences with fasting. Search for Zoe Science and Nutrition on your podcast player or on YouTube to hear the latest episode, and don't forget to look for the April 11th episode to hear me, Tim, and Jonathan talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study. And what decade was that in that, that you were feeling in seventh grade? Oh, I was I was born in fifty nine. So okay. I can't. I'm not. A, I'm a writer and an educator. I'm not a mathematician. Early seventies. So. Yeah, it was the early seventies. Early seventies. Yeah. 70s. yeah. Uh, You're ten years older than me, so yes, I was putting yeah. that. It's hard to tell from from seeing you for sure, but yeah. So you, it was the early seventies, and how many of us, you know, internalized that message? I internalized it from my mother. I've, you've heard me talk about this before as well. She never talked to me about my weight because my weight was quite fine. I was a skinny, scrawny kid growing up. I was all elbows and knees and scrawniness. Never experienced that. <laughs> all of that. That was me. That, that was I was lanky until I hit puberty and then bam, cellulite. But, you know, I just internalized that we are supposed to be hard on our bodies as women. And she would stand in front of that mirror in the in the dance studio and criticize her thighs and work. And I was just like, okay, that's what we do. We got to have certain thighs. We got to have certain. I mean, she said things like, you know, I don't deserve to wear a bathing suit about herself. You know, I don't deserve to wear shorts. And so you hear those things and I'm like, well, I guess if your body doesn't look good enough, you don't deserve to wear shorts. And that influenced me. Like I can remember wearing shorts when I was in my, you know, early college years and then early adulthood, but I always wore the long ones because of my cellulite, make sure to cover that up, can't have people seeing it. And it wasn't until now, this part of my life, you know, at the age when I got to my you know, I'm late 40s. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to wear the shorts I want to wear. And yes. the bathing suit, if people don't like my thighs, I don't even care. But it's hard to unwrite what was written into our brain when we were young, isn't it? That is a message I hope 
gets out there. You know, for parents, especially moms of children that are heavier, to tread carefully. You got to be careful. Because the psyche is dependent on those messages. And that I know from how it affected me, because then I would go to extremes. You know, it was tending toward anorexia at times, tending toward bulimia, but all of it was in reaction to, I want to be loved and accepted for who I am. And that's the only way we thought we could do it, is we had to look a certain way and fit into that box. I get it. And I look at my the pictures of me as a child now, and you know, I wasn't obese. I was chubby. But it's amazing what you think you were and what you actually were. I didn't ever see myself as good as actually I think I'd looked as a teenager. That whole battle started out with a bang, all the diets, you know, anything that would promise me the weight loss, but behind that, anything that would help me be accepted. Right. Right. And so those were tough years. And that is being healed in me in amazing ways because I don't think about what I look like anymore or about my weight. I just don't. And I feel like (laughs) there's a story in the scriptures where a man dies and Jesus brings him back to life. And when he comes out of the tomb, the man is still wrapped up in these grave cloths and Jesus says to the crowd, loose him and let him go. And I thought, that's that's a good description for what we start to, those dead thoughts we believe about ourselves, that we we need to be loosed so that we can be who let we are. Go. And that comes through you, your voice, and other messages that we can receive. And I think intermittent fasting is the message for that as far as the physical identity. So I'm very grateful to you, Jen. And as I listen to you interviewing and just picking up from your strength of character, I realize you were divinely appointed. Oh, well, thank you. I I really do feel like this was my life's purpose. And I I didn't know, you know, I I have exactly the right training for it with my elementary education background. But I also had to go down the road of being obese. And I think that really, that really helped me. I know what it's like to do all the diets. You know, I, I know exactly how it feels to struggle and not feel right in your body. And I know those thoughts that we have. I'm just someone who likes to talk about stuff and teach people things. Yeah, and but so, you're not just filling the air with words. You know, you're speaking truth. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that I'm allowing people to also speak their truth. And that's what... You know, this podcast, for example, I love talking to everyone. That is evident. I love it. But everyone has a different story that needs to be told. And so I'm very grateful to have the opportunity to bring them. So I love that 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 part of you that has struggled for so long has been healed. Yes, yes. So freeing. And I have 16 grandchildren um, well, we're a large I'm, I'm family. envious of that. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're Catholic. We're a large family. It kind of goes yeah. hand in hand. And, you know, I have 16 little bodies that I have an opportunity to speak truth, love, acceptance into. And I am glad for my experience in that that helps me to be more sensitive to the child's psyche. And I just go out of my way to affirm who they are, not what they look like. Love it. That's so important. Just, you know, from I've talked about in the book Mindset before and how that I read it as a teacher through the lens of being a teacher and what we say to kids and how important it is. But those seeds that we plant are so powerful. Like if you're talking to a little girl and you're like, oh, you're such a good little girl or oh, you're so pretty. Then they start to say, okay, that's my identity. I am a good little girl. I am pretty. And so those are the wrong things to say. Don't say those things. Don't tell her she's a good little girl and that she's so pretty. (laughs) I always try to speak about their character. Right. That being beautiful, boy or girl. And yes, uh, I'm very conscious of that. Because I don't want to slip. I don't want to fail them with 
any thoughts or words that would cause them to second guess. Like tell them they're kind, tell them they worked hard, say that was very nice of you. I can tell you care about others. Say things that are like character traits that you want to have them develop and see as valuable. Right. And I guess I would say that I'm on a bandwagon about that with my grandchildren, but also with people in general. And that has been something that's happened with intermittent fasting because I've been able to accept myself and I know my struggle. I am much more open and engaged with the person for who they are because I don't have all those voices in my head anymore that are always worrying about what I, how I appear. And I think that we can do so much good in the world if we just spread goodness with our words. I agree. I, I really do. And that's actually another part of the IF journey, because All once right. you're healed of right. your own insecurities, you're able to give more. So that was one of the things. And once I was within the range of my weight range that I wanted, I, I had wanted to be around 145. Okay. I topped out, you know, at a, going on 180. And that was just very high for me. I was heavier when I was pregnant than that. But, you know. And how tall are you? Five, six before my eye surgeries. I'm five, five. So I blame right. my loss of height on the surgeries done to my spine and hip. So when I got within range of that 145 area, I began to experiment, you know, off the 24 schedule into the 18.6, 19.5, and then ADF. And I have to say, you know, there are people that think, oh, no, I can't do it. I was one of those persons. Yeah. But what happened was when I took up ADF, which I only employ when I feel like I need to get things tightened up. Weight loss came off quicker, just like you have said. And I would enjoy the process. And, you know, it would take down those two or three, what I perceived pounds. I used the uh, shape of scale. So I it would, love it. it. It would get me out of the gray green area and back into the the green, teal and the blue. Teal and the blue. <laughs> right. I don't want to see the numbers either. So once I was in that range, that's what I would do. So I do give a, a good review on ADF for people if they're stuck. But here's the next victory, the non-scale victory that I experienced was I had, you would talk about alcohol consumption with so many guests and my ears would always perk up at that because that was something that I wanted to keep. Yeah, I wanted that liberty. And because I'm given to extremes from time to time, that liberty would cause me to overdrink more often than what I wanted. And of course, that does affect your weight. Right. <laughs> so that began to be something that I waged war with. And I thought, I have experienced so much cleaning and freedom that I am now going to believe you and believe those that witness to it that getting no alcohol is the way to go. And for me and my mindset and then my how I would self-medicate because of those former voices that would talk to me, it was getting out of control. Mm -hmm. And again... One morning, I was praying about it, and I again, I said, Lord, I need help. I, I don't know. Will I ever be free from this tightrope that I keep falling off of? And that very day, you had mentioned in one of your podcasts, the book, The Naked Mind. Oh, my goodness, Jen. I ordered it, and within three days, I read it accepted the truth of it. It is amazing. I highly recommend it. I've given it to people. And I woke up again one day and realized I don't want to drink anymore. 
Wow. That's a powerful book, isn't it? It is a powerful book. And for me, it's stating the facts. Yeah. It makes you examine your relationship with the alcohol and how we've been so taught to associate the good times and the fun. And we're only going to have fun if we're drinking. And like, I was just at the beach with Chad this week and I had a non-alcoholic beer with dinner. Mm -hmm. And it was just as celebratory that I could drive home. (laughs) Yes. I know. And I have discovered that. I like the tonic water with the squeeze of lime. Heineken 0.0. For people who like beer but don't want to drink alcohol, Heineken 0.0. I also have to self-disclose that I was like a Bud Light girl, so I'm not like a a beer aficionado at all. you know. But Heineken 0.0 is, I like the taste of it, but there's no alcohol. So, Right. I know. Beer was never a problem. It would upset my stomach. I think the hops. Is it wine? Was wine the thing? No. Wine, I never was drawn to. I couldn't over drink wine. I didn't like it enough, but it was the spirits. Okay. And that gets you in trouble a lot faster. It really does. That goes down easy, doesn't it? See, the thing is, it wasn't that I was drinking because, oh, it's nice to have a cocktail with dinner. I was drinking for the buzz, which the buzz then turned into more than a buzz. And it started to clog my mind. And because I write and I educate, I was off the bubble with my writing. And it all just kind of came to a head. But I know it couldn't have done that had I not entered IF as a lifestyle. Because I'd seen proof of how good it feels to be free of the stuff that makes you feel bad. And alcohol was the thing that was affecting me. It takes you down that path. And because you're feeling so much better, I I think it just allows you to listen to your body in a new way. And that's why I felt so silly looking back and, and how obviously I should not have been drinking as much as I had been from college on. Because clearly, once I learned my body doesn't metabolize alcohol as quickly as my friends, all the clues were there. And I'm like, well, they're all drinking this many whatever it is it is. I could do it too. I'm keeping up with them. And you want to keep your blinders on. Yeah. Well, exactly. But really, for everyone who was trying to catch the name of that book, it's This Naked Mind by Annie Grace. And she also has a podcast. I haven't listened to the podcast, but people who do say it's worth listening to. But if you're ever questioning your relationship with alcohol, read her book. And you will just have so many light bulb moments. Right. Oh, man, I did. And what, for my nature, it was great when she went through every organ of the body and how alcohol affected it. And then her story. And it, I just, it sold me. I don't have a desire to drink. I, I know I will never drink again. I know that. I'm that kind of a person. Right. So that was a huge victory for me huge because I knew where I was going and I'm no longer going there. And that was not, not going to end well for me. Right. So that was, that was a big NSV that, and then being freed from the fear of not being able to maintain a healthy weight. But then your book cleanish, you started talking about it with Melanie, I think back in June, of 2021. And I thought, you know, I'm, I'm pretty clean. I, you know, as far as eating, I know I was clean, never done junk food and all that kind of thing. I thought, but because I believe in everything else you've written, and I have those books, I thought I'm going to pre-order it. And in the meantime, I was doing the research about what cleanish can mean. And Once that book came out, it serves as a manual. It was not a book I was going to put back on the shelf and forget about. Well, good. Yes. And what I appreciated very much in the book is your explanation of how toxins that come through the skin and how they affect us with our metabolism, with our health. And because I had experienced migraines caused by smells. And I struggled with that. I thought, okay, I'm going to really dig deep here. And I set out to clean up 
you know, the cleaning products. And because I'm pretty frugal, I did a lot of DIY cleaning products. I have purchased Branch Basics, great company. and They really are great products. Yes, and so frugal. I mean, as far as you, that concentrate does everything. Because you really feel like, well, they're not going to work very well and they're going to be so expensive because so many of the things you can go buy at your like fancy health stores are very expensive. But the Branch Basics, you just have to order that concentrate when you notice you're getting low and it, you make so many bottles of product from it. Yeah, I'm a big believer. If anybody has heard me talk about that, if you go to jenstevens.com slash cleanish, I have links to it there, but there's like a, a promo code you can save. But, you know, that's all I use at home. That's all I use at the beach. And, you know, I can like spray it on anything. It gets stains out. <laughs> Cat throw up on the sofa. I'm spraying it, it on there. It performs very, very well. And I was concerned about that because I was a tied and downy lady. So it performs well. It's e- and very effective. And actually, because I like to smell things, I'll put a little essential oil in the bottle when I'm mixing it up. And so I get that nice little scent. Me too. What oil do you like to use? Which ones do you oh, use? I Different have so ones. Many. And so yeah. it's whatever I'm in the mood whatever for. Whatever you feel like. Yeah. Right. I like the clean smells, not the musky or the earthy smells. So, you know, lavender or Oh, I like lavender. Peppermint is my favorite. I put peppermint, but in the bathroom, I'll use tea tree oil in the bathroom cleaner because that feels just very, I don't know, like clean bathroom smell to me for whatever reason. Right, right. And then the makeup, uh, Beauty Counter. I'd researched the other ones and I used the EWG app that you had informed us about. The Environmental Working Group is such a good resource. It is. And boy, it answers a lot of questions. (laughs) So... I'm not one to wear makeup every day, so it'll last me a long time. But the beauty counter products are very, very clean feeling, and you just know you're doing yourself good. And the one thing that, you know, was a bit of a hurdle because when you start eating organic and you start investing in your body with more money than you would normally spend. You wonder about the cost effect, but I ha- what helps me is that just as IF helps with autophagy, I can't see that, I can't qualify that, but I know it's happening. I accept that getting the toxins out is doing for my body what autophagy does for my body. Well, you know, it's really true, and it, it's sometimes hard to know like you can't prove the negative, right? Sometimes people will ask me, what has the vibration plate done for you? And I'm like, I don't know, because there's no life where I didn't use it. I can't say what it's done, because if I hadn't used it, I wouldn't know. So I can't answer that. It's impossible. But I'm going to talk about wine for a second, even though I know you're not drinking anymore, but use the example of toxins in wine and Chad. You know, I, I got him dry farm wines. I don't drink much red wine hardly ever anymore. Maybe I'll have like one sip. I like, that's it. I don't drink a lot of red wine, but I got Chad red wine. He'll have a bottle of red wine and it'll last him like seven days because of the way he he really, he doesn't drink sip, for the buzz. Sip. He just yes. drinks a little tiny bit. But we were out of, well, we were at the, the end of the dry farm wines waiting for the next shipment from Christmas till now. And we had a bottle of wine that my financial guy gave me when I opened an account with him in December. It was like, Merry Christmas. Here's a bottle of his conventional American wine. Oh, of course. Yeah. And Chad opened it the other day. And had a little bit of it. And then the next day he had a little bit of it. And he said, I can't drink this wine. It's making my ears ring. He has trouble (laughs) with certain things. Chemicals make his ears ring, certain things. But dry farm wine doesn't make his ears ring. So, and this was an American wine. And, you know, there's something they're putting in there. Mm-hmm. that he, his body is picking up. And so you don't even know. But if he wasn't having the ears ringing, he wouldn't even know. But he's like, I can't drink this wine. So <laughs> we're going to throw it away instead of having him finish the bottle for the rest of the, the month or however long it takes him to drink a bottle of wine. But that's just showing that you don't know unless you're physically able to connect a symptom. You don't know what it's doing behind the scenes that you can't feel. Right. And what you 
experience with being toxin free probably won't show up for a while. You know, it takes a while for things to get out of your system. But I have noticed I don't have headaches like I used to. I'm not as dry skinned as I was. That's another thing. I've been blessed with a pretty good complexion, so I haven't seen a big improvement there. But I know that people do experience that. Their face clears, those that would have acne or anything like that. So it is worth the money to me. Yeah, me too. Right. And same with organic food items. It is worth the money for me, for our health. I think so. My husband and I try very much to stay as clean as possible with the food. Yeah, it makes a lot of difference. And when I'm out to eat, I, you know, I'm clean-ish. I'll eat at a restaurant instead of, you know, like, oh, I can't eat here. I'm just going to sit here and drink. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but knowing that, that you're most of the time when you're, when you're at home and you're controlling what you put on your body and what's in your environment, you don't worry as much about the small exposures here and there because you know your body can handle it. It's when they start to pile up that your body can't handle it anymore. And that's when it really matters. But we can be confident knowing that every change we make is helping us somewhere. It's just like I said, it's hard to prove it because, you know, maybe it'll keep you from having an illness down the road. Mm -hmm. Like maybe you won't get cancer. I mean, that's, you don't know. You don't know. But why not hedge your bets on it working? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. There's no downside other than it costs more. Yes. But it doesn't always cost more. Right. No, you can DIY a lot of stuff. Go to YouTube and you can DIY a lot of stuff, which I do. So that's a very positive thing. And I appreciate what I'm learning. And I'm continuing to learn about cleanish. You know, reading your book open, of course, if you follow the links (laughs) of all the stuff you have in the, the book, you can research all you want. But it piques my interest, and I'm not a Nazi about it. You know, I'm cleanish. You're Great following title. the ish. Yes. Right. Thank you. I'm cleanish. So that's the good thing that I really like. When you developed your definition of cleanish eating, for example, are there certain things that are on your never list? Like for me, artificial sweeteners, never. Never. I will never, never have those. Never, never, never. I can't think of a reason to because I don't like them. Yes. No, I don't either. I used them for years when I was dieting. Yeah, I have not used artificial sweeteners for a while. And that, you do notice a physical difference when you get that out of your system. I can say that for sure. Oils, very mindful of oils. There's a guy who does a YouTube, Bobby is his name, and he goes into stores and he's very clean. He's keto, which I'm not keto, but he goes into stores, Aldi and Costco and all that, and he just lets you know, here's this, is this, and he's researched everything. So I I watch him. And so I've learned about the better quality oils, olive oils and avocado oils that you can purchase at Costco or Aldi. Right. But that is one thing. And then bread. Now, I eat bread, but I make it, you know. So I don't buy and eat store-bought bread anymore. I want to know exactly what's going into the bread. Absolutely. And I had discovered that yeasty bread messes up my digestive tract. That was something that became very clear as I began IF. And I wouldn't have noticed that before. That's true. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, 
Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Sometimes people will get the cause and effect backwards. They'll think, oh gosh, now that I'm doing intermittent fasting, I have developed a new food sensitivity that I didn't have. And I'm like, actually, what we find is what it's done is allowed you to hear your body that's probably been trying to tell you that. But when you were eating all the time, you didn't notice it. And now that you feel so good in the fasted state and then you eat that food, you realize it. That's what I think is more likely. Yes. And there's a synchronization between mind, body and spirit that is enhanced because of intermittent fasting. So it makes you very aware of a lot of attitudes toxic attitudes, toxic thoughts. That is liberating too. And I I enjoy that. So I interrupted you. You were talking about you can't do yeasty bread. So what do you do for bread now? I sourdough. Okay. And then whole grain, you know, organic whole grain. And then I eat more fish. But of course, you have to be careful with that too, where it's sourced from some, those are some, I didn't have to have it to make a lot of improvement with our food. I've always been conscious of nutrition due to my background. So that wasn't a big hurdle for me. It just made sense. It just made sense. What was the most surprising thing that you did change that you weren't expecting that you would change? As far as cleanish? The drinking. Yeah. The drinking. Okay. Because that very yeah. much goes through the to the cleanish. It does. It yes. really does. And didn't you refer to it in your book? I did. Yes. (laughs) You know, your liver is going to process the alcohol before it does anything else because alcohol is a toxin in your body. You can look at the the research that they they talk about, about, you know, drinking a little tiny bit in the blue zones and how, you know, they're correlating that with health. But but like Chad drinks a tiny little bit, you know, but I'm not a someone who could drink a little tiny bit. Right, that's me <laughs> I wasn't going to have a sip of wine. I was going to have two glasses of wine and eyeing the third. And that's when it gets to the point where that's too much. Mm-hmm. My husband drinks. He's happy with a cocktail. He doesn't have to have six. <laughs> not that I ever sat down and had six. But we're just so different. He's just much more driven by logic than feeling. And I've always been driven through the feels. Mm-hmm. Me too. <laughs> All the feels. Me too. And another thing, you know, it's 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 related, but it seems like it wouldn't be, is I'm more conscious about how I spend my money. Because I'm no longer looking at things to satisfy this this love acceptance that I want. Yeah, that I I thought I had to get through shiny things. It's my umbrella term. All the shiny things that I would think would provide satisfaction. Yeah, nah. You get that whole less is more kind of mentality that really just carries over into all parts of your life. Exactly. And I would not call would not call myself a minimalist. No. Especially if you looked at my china collection. I like I like dishes and glassware and things like that. So I'm definitely not a minimalist. I'm not either. <laughs> but I no longer have the need to accumulate things. Right. There you go. It's that fine line. We And I think when we're unhealthy with our thought life, and especially like with out-of-control eating or out-of-control drinking, we can be out-of-control in a lot of areas. And there's a fine line between having beautiful things. And you can see from my wall, I collect art. But then looking to things to satisfy. Right. It will never, never work. I used to buy jewelry, shoes, and purses. Right. And and really not ever like crazy expensive ones. Like I really liked Brighton, for example. Brighton was a brand. I loved their jewelry. And I would always buy different jewelry. And I have a ton of it. But I don't even wear it anymore. It's like it doesn't even appeal. 
Right. Uh, it's lost the appeal. It's lost the uh, draw. And for me, it feels like I've been released from a bondage I was under. So the, the sense of daily freedom, I mean, and the celebration of every day, I cannot get over how much energy I have since giving up drinking. Oh, yeah, that makes a big difference. You're sleeping better, I'm certain. Yes. And many days I have so much energy, I literally don't know what to do with it. That is an NSV, but it's a very real difference in my life that I'm so, so grateful for. Well, it's huge. You don't know you're not feeling good until you do feel good. That's exactly right. And it's such a contrast. Then you notice when you don't feel good in a way that, like we were talking about a minute ago, with your food sensitivities that pop up when you realized that the yeasty bread was not doing great for your digestive system, and it probably never had. But you didn't notice because you always had that sense of not quite feeling your best. Right. And that helps me remember a phrase that the naked mind, I forgot her the name of the author. Anne, Annie Grace. Annie Grace. She says it several times. It's doing you no favors. Yeah. And that's true about a lot of stuff. If it's not doing you any favors, why do you keep thinking it will? <laughs> Absolutely. Now, is there anything that you struggle with now? No, I can't say that I do. You've released all the struggle, which I love it. I've been loosed and let go. <laughs> That's fantastic. Right. I really don't struggle. It is a lifestyle. I mean, I don't even give a thought. I have a friend that has started doing it. She didn't need to lose weight. In fact, she's underweight. She started doing it for the autophagy. Right. She's lost some weight initially, but it's the autophagy she's after for the improvement in her daily the life. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, that's like with Chad. He does intermittent fasting for the health benefits and he feels so much better. Yes. I also learned something really funny about him when we were just at the beach. Like he will not eat before, like he eats lunch. I've talked before about he like, you know, quote, closes his window between lunch and dinner, which is yeah, really not true. Yeah, You're not closing it, but yeah. it's what he's calling. He can call it whatever he wants. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Yeah, but we call that Chad fasting, right? Right. Anyway, so he has his lunch, then he doesn't eat again until five. I didn't realize how militant he was with five. We were at the beach and I hadn't eaten all day. And it was like 440. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to make this cheese plate. And so I got cut up all the cheese and got the crackers. We had some hummus. We had some cherry preserves. It was all beautiful. I laid it out. I put it on the table. It was 445, 450 by that point. He's like, I can't eat it yet. I'm like, what? He's like, it's not five. <laughs> He's black and white. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. I don't know. But I'm like, well, all right then. So I just started eating it and waited for him. But I don't, yeah, I didn't wait for him, but I ate. And then at five o'clock, he started to eat it. I'm like, okay. But he feels better when he waits, apparently. And so that's what he does. And he can do it however he wants to. <laughs> yes. It was just well, really it funny. If it works, it works, you know. It works. Well, we are, are almost out of time. What would you tell someone just starting out with intermittent fasting, or what do you wish you knew when you first started? Oh, gosh. I have such a list. I love it. A C educator in me. So I have my NSVs, but then I have advice. Okay. <laughs> so could I do the NSVs? I've mentioned some Absolutely. of them. Absolutely. And I've spoken to this. The freedom from the dysfunctional diet mentality, the healing of my self-image has been very real to me. I have a radiance. People notice that. That's interesting to me. It's like we exude a different kind of energy. We do. We do. And it comes from another thing, the peace of mind that we experience. I think that that improves our countenance. The daily sense of celebration that life is to be lived and I'm not going to clog it up with any of the, the junk. And I've referred to my detachment from gluttonous consumption of all the feels, the shiny things, you know, thinking that they were going to satisfy I, the, the detachment. It's, I have to work on it, you know, from time to time. Clarity and confidence in my writing, in my teaching. Then the security that I am going to maintain my life, my healthy weight. It's no more fear. 
no more fear. And then the last one that I wrote down, I've thought of more, but I'll stop, is I discovered that all the hours of compulsive exercise that I used to do to help control my weight wasn't helping as much as I assumed it was. Because now, because of my disability, I cannot. I used to be a, a fitness instructor for about 22 years, as well as a school teacher, and I cannot, literally cannot do what I used to do, and yet weight isn't my problem. I mean, I, but I thought, exercise, you got it. You, you don't just... Well, that's what we've been told. Eat less, move more. And I could get OCD about it, and I have been. Now it's my daily activity is much different. I do use a vibration plate, and because it is supposed to help the skeletal structure, and then walks. That's what I do, and it feels good. And I'm, I'm as active as my body allows me to be active. So advice that I would give someone. IF can synchronize your mind, body, and soul in ways you can't imagine when you are struggling to get adjusted to the IF lifestyle. But a better you awaits those who persevere. I love that. Don't think of IF as a stopgap. Mm -hmm. IF is your new life. And, you know, I started it with the whole, this is a diet, I need to lose weight quickly. I started it with that mindset. But I hope that all of the, the mistakes I made along the way and the what I've learned and the shifts, that's what I want to download immediately into people who are starting so they can skip all that. <laughs> yes. And, you know, you wish you could just control everybody in that area. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. Like, just stick with it. It's Go straight to not being stressed out about the scale. Right. 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 <laughs> I use a journal. I've always journaled. It's the writer in me. But using a journal when you're intermittent fasting is very, very helpful. Mm-hmm. To just to explore the feelings that you're experiencing when you can't necessarily see the progress on your, your body. Cooking from scratch. And I know you use uh, food service, and those are great for those that don't want to spend the time cooking. I've always enjoyed cooking. But you are cooking from scratch, though, when they because they send you the, the actual, like like last night we had, you know, black rice that I had to cook like you cook rice, and it had like peppers that I had to chop up, and I had, and it had meat, you know, organic pork or whatever. And so it is, you know, cooking from scratch. The difference is it just came in a box. Right, right. Hey, however it works, it works. Yeah. One rule I've always had is past eight is too late. Now, everybody's body is different. I have made a lifelong habit of not eating past eight. And then another rule that I have is I always try to go to bed a little bit hungry. And the reason I do that is not because I want to feel like I'm going to lose, I'm losing weight, is to identify with the many, 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 many people in the world that go to bed not knowing where their next meal is going. It's a good habit mm -hmm. to make. And I pray for those in the world that are suffering things that we, we can't even imagine. I don't eat in the car. And I never did, but I really don't now. And uh, even on trips, I just... It just helps to remove you from the idea that you always have to be stuffing your mouth. Right. I don't over-restrict my food consumption when I'm eating. When I'm eating, I'm eating. We feast. Yes, nutrient-dense meals. And you are correct when you say you're going to eat until you feel full. And it's <laughs> eating all that junk, you're not going to feel it. So you just keep eating more. Yeah, because your body is looking for nutrients, not calories. Right. Avoid looking for loopholes. Uh-huh. That's a good one. It doesn't do you any favors. Right. And then enjoy vacations and special occasions knowing that your IF lifestyle can handle modifications from time to time. And you have the tools to correct whatever. And I don't even like to use the word correct. It's just you have the tools to adjust back into You just your tighten normal. up your window and you're yes. back. There you go. Well, Lois, I have so enjoyed talking to you today. You have shared so many nuggets of wisdom. And oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks. I think people are going to really love listening to your story. It's been a pleasure, Jen. Do you have an intermittent fasting story to tell? Email me at jen at intermittentfastingstories.com and I'll add you to the lineup. That's G-I-N 
at intermittentfastingstories.com. The world wants to hear your story. That's it for today. Remember, I may have a doctorate, but I'm not a medical doctor. So don't use anything you hear on this podcast as a substitute for medical advice. Please always check with your doctor or healthcare provider if you have medical questions. I'll talk to you next week, Fasting Family, where we will hear another inspiring story. Have a great week and fast on. Intermittent Fasting Stories is edited, mixed, and mastered by Resonate Recordings. To learn more, visit them at ResonateRecordings.com or email them at hello at ResonateRecordings.com. Intermittent Fasting Stories listeners will receive a free offer if you mention that you heard it on the podcast. I feel like I was blindsided. Because it's a competition show. From the producers of Jury Duty and The Bachelor. We have scoured the earth for the 14 greatest reality contestants that were available during our production window. Comes a reality competition show about reality competition shows. Nobody has dared to find out who is the actual best at just being on a reality show. I'm your host, comedian Daniel Tosh. It's winner go home. Each episode, our contestants will face new challenges. They will test their strength and lack of life skills for a chance to win $200 million. Thousands, not millions. $200,000. Prepare, because it's about to be ugly crying. Lots of fighting. Tasha, I have to defend myself. Celebrating 25 years of reality TV with your favorites. I have diarrhea. You cannot do this to me. What in gay hell have I got myself into? The GOAT, premiering on Freebie and Prime Video on May 9th.